Hello, good morning. It is Tuesday. It is February 26th. I guess we're calling this thing the U.S. and its territories. Whatever you want to call it. Thanks for listening. Okay, there's a lot to talk about. I'll get to it. Firstly, uh, the president is in Vietnam today hanging out with Kim Jong-un. They're supposed to talk denuclearization. Um... Yeah, so something interesting has already happened and and the talks haven't even started. Um, Early this morning, with no warning and no clear reason why, um, White House reporters, the the media center as it's called, was forced to move from their downtown Hanoi hotel, which is where Kim Jong-un was also supposed to be staying. They were forced to pack it up and move to a hotel several blocks away. Now... They're now saying it was due to some overbooking complications, and that may be true, but I do find it suspicious that moments before talks are supposed to take place, they're moving the media further away from the the spot. Um, it doesn't doesn't bode well. Something else that does not bode well is former acting FBI director Andrew McCabe. Now, he's making the media rounds. He's got a new book out called The Threat, so... <clears throat> We're going to take what he says with a grain of salt because he is hyping up this new book and trying to get a lot of attention right now. But I do think what he told 60 Minutes is very important for us to listen to. He said that whenever um, he would try to, whenever he and his staff would try to brief the president on security issues in North Korea, Trump would tell them, quote, I don't care. I believe Putin. According to McCabe, Trump told officials in a meeting that he did not believe North Korean missiles could strike the U.S. mainland because Russian President Vladimir Putin told him those missiles didn't those missiles didn't exist. This is all according to McCabe, but it's a little scary that our president is over there talking to North Korea without listening to U.S. intelligence officials and instead taking the word of Putin. This is according to McCabe. That's all I know. It makes me nervous. Let's go to a little bit of a bright spot uh, in all of this. While the president is over in Vietnam hanging out with Kim Jong-un, back here at home, we, we're starting to see some, some Republicans grow a little bit of a spine and maybe start to recognize some of the hypocrisy that's been happening ever since Trump took office. So obviously Democrats in the Senate are trying to block Trump's emergency declaration to get billions of dollars of funding in his for his wall. Um, along with the 47 Senate Democrats, two Republicans have joined uh, in with them. Uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine have both said that they would also join with the Democrats in voting against this um, this emergency declaration. Well, then uh, Monday night, Senator Tom Tillis, he's a Republican from North Carolina, he comes out of the woodwork and he writes a Washington Post op-ed where he said, quote, conservatives rightfully cried foul when President Barack Obama used executive action to completely bypass Congress. There is no intellectual honesty in now turning around and arguing that there's an imaginary asterisk attached to executive overreach, that it's acceptable for my party, but not thy party. That was written by a Republican, ladies and gentlemen. There is hope after all.
So we'll see if while Trump's out of town, the Senate votes to block his uh, emergency declaration about this wall, which we all know that's just a distraction anyway from the Russia probe. Um, I think that we'll see something kind of weird, uh, hopefully not dangerous, coming out of Vietnam as a distraction because Michael Cohen is set to testify in front of Congress tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m. And I know you're like, why didn't you lead with that, Tara? That's a that's blockbuster, right? This is the moment we've been waiting for? Eh, maybe. There's something that you need to know. So Michael Cohen is going to be testifying in front of Congress tomorrow, uh, mostly on the basis of this Stormy Daniels payment and what did Trump know, when did he know it, that kind of stuff. Each, each rep is going to get five minutes to question Cohen. Now, what I hope happens, I hope they will be smart, and some of them will uh, give their time to some other members, so that way they can question longer than five minutes. You know what I mean? You can give away your five minutes to other people, so that way someone can take 10, 15, 20 minutes and really get to an in-depth you know, answer, because five minutes is nothing for a lawyer like Michael Cohen. He can circle the question in five minutes very, very easily. So I hope that they will do some digging and ask some hard questions of, of Cohen. I want to give you a little bit of history lesson about Michael Cohen really quickly. Before Cohen was hooked up with the Trump organization, he was just your typical ambulance chasing personal injury, injury lawyer in, in New York City, okay? Um, well, then he gets hooked up with Trump. I'm not really certain how all of that happened, but I do want to tell you a little bit of his history. So Cohen's dad, or his father-in-law, I'm sorry, Cohen's father-in-law, remember when Trump uh, sent that tweet that was something like, kind of threatening toward Cohen and saying something about, look at the father-in-law? Well, this is why. This is because um, Cohen and his father-in-law ran a taxi business in New York City. Uh, yeah, a, a pretty sketchy one, but I, I won't get into all that. Anyway, Cohen's father-in-law was born in the Ukraine, and they he and Cohen worked a lot with immigrants from Russia and the Ukraine um, to hire them for their taxi business, right? Um, also, Cohen and his father-in-law lent more than $25 million to a Ukrainian businessman who kind of has a checkered financial past, so to speak. Uh, he's defaulted on loans. He's a shady character. And then also, Cohen holds a small stake in his uncle's catering hall, which is reported to be frequented by Russian mobsters. So what I'm trying to tell you here is that Cohen also has a lot of ties to the Russian mob. And if there's one thing we all know about the Russian mob, they don't fuck around. So... I don't know if we're going to get Cohen and Manafort and all of these other characters to stand up and blatantly lay out all the criminal activities that are happening here because their families will wind up dead regardless of jail time, uh, regardless of their own personal uh, punishment they would have to face. They are being threatened by the Russian mob in all likelihood, right? It only makes sense. Why, um, since since I brought up Manafort, I, and I promise I won't get off on too much of a tangent, remember that Manafort um, is scheduled to be sentenced uh, soon. Um, they the, Mueller filed um, the sentencing memo, which 
stated that Manafort had willingly, boldly, he used the word bold, um, lied to not only the special counsel, not only to Congress, but he lied to his own personal lawyers. He lied to people that had really, to everyone, to people it didn't make sense to even lie to. He did. And there's no way he's going to get a pardon. I mean, may, maybe Trump's dumb enough to do that. I don't know. But I really think it's out of fear for their safety and their family's safety. That's my take on it. Anyway, we'll see what happens. So we've got Trump hanging out in Vietnam. We've got Cohen uh, testifying in front of Congress tomorrow. We've got McCabe telling us that uh, the president is probably, this is the former director of the FBI here, okay? The guy who opened a counterintelligence investigation into Trump He's and got fired for it. He's saying that he thinks our president is a Russian spy. He is a Russian operative. He is working for Putin in his, in his own best interest and not in the best interest of the American people. Um, I, I guess that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we also have um, the House, uh, or I'm sorry, the Senate voting to block the uh, emergency declaration made by the president. So that's what's happening today. There's a lot more going on, but that should get you through the day. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. I love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.